What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC, let's just call it UFC Austin, um, Darius versus Armand Sarukian. And uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, most of the cards that have been in um, that have been in Texas have been pretty exciting cards the past few years, so I'm looking forward to this. Unfortunately, even though I live down here in Texas, I'm not going to be able to make it to this one. Uh, Austin's a pretty good drive from where I live, so... Uh, but yeah, man, real quick, as so, go over the results for last week as far as the betting goes. So uh, I had a play on Nazim Sidekoff that, um, of course, that was a draw. That's two weeks in a row I had money on a draw. And, uh, you know, I honestly thought, you know, Sidekov, um, you know, he kind of screwed himself on that fight, man. He had a clear advantage in the wrestling, and, you know, he didn't use it um, as much as he should have. He didn't try to use it all in the first round, lost the first round. Um, dominated the second round, of course, got a 10-8. And then in the last round, it was like he just kind of threw away that round, you know, trying to trying to hurt um, trying to hurt uh, Slava Claus, you know, uh, again on the feet. So, I mean, uh, I, agree with, uh, I agree with it being the draw, man. It was either that or, you know, Nazim lost two rounds. So, I mean, but it was a pretty dominant uh, second round for him. So, I understand, you know, that it came out to be a draw. And um, as far as my other plays, I, originally I had a Steve Ersig and Mackenzie Dern uh, parlay, and Steve Ersig's opponent got changed. So I ended up canceling that and getting my money back on that, cashing it out. If you use Bovada, they allow you to do that um, with your parlays and stuff. And um, and I replaced it with a Jamal Emmers and Mackenzie Dern uh, parlay. And, of course, Jamal Emmers won first fight of the night. Um when I during the second or during the first round of the Mackenzie Dern Jessica Andrade fight, I saw that uh, Mackenzie Dern was definitely going to lose that fight. I could tell a few minutes in that she was going to get knocked out. So right at the end of round one, I hopped on there, and if you're if you're quick enough, you can catch it on Bovada where they'll let you. You know, obviously you don't get their you know all your money back. Like I had a thousand dollars on that two fight parlay, and I I cashed it out for just over seven hundred. But it was either that or lose all my money. You know that I had on that play, and I would rather take the little loss. Then, because I knew Mackenzie Dern was going to lose, she didn't look anything like the fighter that dominated Angela Hill for five rounds, um, you know, a few months back. So disappointed there. But uh, other than that, I had a play on Tom Aspinall. That one hit. Um, so I, I ended up coming out with a little bit of profit, um, not very much, not enough to brag about, a couple hundred bucks, because uh, it was only half unit play on um, on Tom Aspinall. But he won very impressively. I was very happy for him. Very excited to see him win. Um, a lot of people were were counting him out, man. So. And, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, please like, and subscribe. And, uh, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks for all my picks for each fight. And then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card and my parlays. Um, and, uh, if, uh, and if you don't want to watch my videos, you just want to see my picks in my bets. You can go to my social medias, um, TikTok and Instagram are both high kick underscore fight picks. And then there's a Facebook group, high kick fight picks on Facebook. It's easy to find. And, um, and this show is also available on Spotify, Pandora, Rumble, um, all your major streaming platforms. Uh, not very many people listen to them on there. Most everybody's on YouTube. So yeah, man. So, uh, 
what else? What else? What else? What fights did we lose? We lost. Uh, we lost Jared Cannonier versus Roman Delice. Cannonier had a torn MCL. That sucks. That'd have been a fun fight, man. I really enjoy. Uh, I'm a big fan of Roman Delice's now. You know, at first I didn't like him, but he's really grown on me. Um, we're looking forward to seeing that fight. Uh, hopefully, he'll get an opponent you know here pretty soon to jump in there with. Uh, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, let's get in this card, man. Some decent fights on this card. There's not a whole lot of. Um, there's not a whole lot of super hard like leans that I have on this card, man. I mean, I got some bets in, but um, there's a lot of these fights that I kind of, you know, I feel very iffy on, man. And uh, I am picking a lot of underdogs on this card, which is probably part of the reason that that I feel iffy about it. But um, but yeah, man, a lot of fights on this card where I'm where I'm not not super confident or I'm picking underdogs, so you know whatever. But either way, uh, this is uh, Ihor e- e- Poteria versus Rodolfo Bellato. And Poteria is 27 years old, uh, 6'3 with a 75 inch reach. He is 20 and 4 and 1 and 2 in the UFC. And uh, let me check and see if the odds are up for this one yet. Um, they were not up, you know, a few days ago when I was doing my notes and stuff. Um, I should have checked before, but I always forget. So. I would imagine that um, Bellato is going to end up being a favorite here. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, so for whatever reason, they still don't have the odds on this fight up. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, either way, um, I'm, I'm betting Bolato is going to be a, a decent favorite here. And uh, But yeah, Poteria is, um, this guy had like somewhat of a padded record, you know, pretty much up until his fight in the Contender Series. He fought a lot of low-level competition. Um, had a lot of impressive victories, a lot of finishes and stuff like that, but just over guys that didn't have a lot of experience or anything like that. Um, he has nine wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, you know, lots of early finishes, finishes on, in his career. We've we've never seen him in the third round in the UFC yet, and I don't think he's been to one very few times in his career. So, um, he has shown to have problems with the takedown defense in the past. Uh, was a master of sport and combat sambo, like most people from that part of the world. Um, started training at a very young age. You know, he. The guy that he beat on the on the contender series was a pretty tough guy, an undefeated guy. Um, so I mean, I guess that was a decent win. Uh, you know, Poteria is very powerful, nice inside leg kicks, pretty fast hands. You know, can be pretty wild at times. Um, he's coming off a uh, coming off a knockout loss to Carlos Olberg, but Olberg's been you know finishing everybody. So I don't I don't hold that against him too much. Um, you know, his Poteria's only win in the UFC was in uh, Shogun Rua's uh, Shogun Rua's retirement fight. So uh, not really that impressive of a win because Shogun, you know, should have retired many years ago. Um, you know, but this is a more of a winnable fight for Poteria. You know, I mean, it's somebody that's got, you know, a little more at his level of experience, you know, as far as the level of competition and stuff like that. Um, you know, he actually has the advantage of the UFC, you know, experience in this matchup. Um, his cardio hasn't looked very good in the past, man. But, you know, we'll we'll see what improvements he's made, you know, maybe... I would say that if his cardio was on point, you know, I would be, you know, a little bit more willing to to pick him to win this fight. But we've seen him, you know, when guys are holding him up against the cage, you know, wearing on him, trying to take him down, you know, he does gas out pretty quickly. So, and that's how I expect this fight to go. And uh, Rodolfo Bellato is 27 years old. He's 6'3 with a 77 and a half inch reach. He is 11 and 2, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And I'm, like I said, I'm willing to bet he's going to be the favorite. And, uh, you know, this guy has been knocked out in both of his losses. Um, in both times, it was to uh, Vitor Petrino, who's on a roll right now in the UFC. 
you know, no shame there. Um, uh, Bellato has six wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, he went four and zero in LFA, and you know, he earned his contract after his second shot of the contender series. And uh, yeah, he was a big underdog in that fight, man. He looked very good, and he's gonna have a two and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. I think, I think Bellato was the more well rounded, you know, in his style of fighting here. Dangerous jujitsu, nice calf kicks, good takedown defense. Uh, you know, nice sprawls, uh, good knees in the clinch. Uh, he was eating a lot of shots in his in his last fight on Contender Series, but he ate them and kept coming and eventually just wore that guy down, uh, you know, keeping him in the clinch up against the cage and just, you know, really, really wearing on him. And uh, I think Poteria actually has the better striking out of these two, but, uh, you know, Blato's, you know, pace and his cardio, you know, seems to be very on point and, and he could come on late in fights. And, you know, if Poteria's cardio was more up to par, you know, I might think about picking him here, but. I think Pilato is going to get get the win here. I think he's going to keep it in the clinch, you know, wear on him, use his knees and elbows in close, and eventually get him down and get a submission in round two. Um, you know, maybe like an anaconda choke. He has a really good anaconda choke or guillotine or something like that. Next up, we got Cody Brundage taking on Zachary Reese. And Brundage is 29 years old, six foot tall with a 72-inch reach. He is nine and five and three and four in the UFC, and he's a plus two thirty five underdog. Yeah, the only reason Cody is still in the UFC right now is because he won his last fight by disqualification. Um, you know, aside from landing a big shot on Treshawn Gore, you know, he hasn't really looked good at all in the UFC, even even in his wins, man. You know, because the Dolce fight, he was getting the crap beat out of him that fight, man, and he land, ended up landing a guillotine choke, you know, which saved him, but. Um, he's got a wrestling background. He's very very explosive, um, at least for the first few minutes of the fight. Um, his power lasts about that long as well. So, you know, and his takedown defense has looked terrible for a guy with a wrestling background. Uh, there's not a lot I can say in favor of him in this fight, man. He does have the experience advantage as far as in the UFC and just all around in his career, more fights. Um, he has a nice guillotine choke, but uh, not too many things I can say in his favor here. He's taking on Zach Reese. He is 29 years old, uh, 6'4", with a 77-inch reach. He is 6-0, and and he is, this is his UFC debut, and he's a minus 275 favorite. And, uh, yeah, all his wins have been by finish, four knockouts, two submissions, uh, very dangerous submissions, fights out of Texas, so he's fighting close to home here. Um, you know, four inches of height and five inches of reach advantage in this fight. And, you know, the only loss he ever had was as an amateur to Kevin Holland. It was like his first, first amateur fight. Um, you know, there's not a lot of tape to watch on him that I could find. All his wins are pretty quick finishes. I'm pretty sure every single one of them is, as a matter of fact. Um, hasn't fought the best of competition, you know, but he is very well-rounded. Uh, throws nice kicks. Does keep his chin up in the air a little bit too much. Uh, very aggressive off of his back. You know, this could be a fight where a guy, you know, where Reese, you know, is used to first-round finishes and gets out there and then you know, blows his load in the first round and, and then ends up, you know, losing. We've seen it happen a lot of times with guys like this. Uh, but, you know, Brundage doesn't really have good cardio either. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying Reese has bad cardio or anything. I'm just saying that it's a possibility that we, that something like that could happen. We've seen it happen with a lot of fighters like this that come in first round finishes quick, 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 and then, and then drop a fight to somebody they should have beat, you know? Uh, but either way, man, I'm going to be going with Reese, man. I, I think I'm going to take him to win by first round knockout. He's a finisher. Um, I think it. I think he's going to get a finish here too, man. He's got a big height and reach advantage, reach advantage and uh, very dangerous off of his back too. So if Cody uses his wrestling to get him down, that's right where you know Zach will want to be. So I don't see any way that Cody's going to be pulling out a victory in this fight. 
unless unless Reese gasses out in the first round and Cody somehow outlast him, I guess. But I think Zach's got it. Next up, we got Steve Garcia taking on, I cannot say this guy's name, Mequizal, Melquizal, Costa. Let's just call him Costa. Um, Steve Garcia is 31 years old, six foot tall with a 73 inch reach. He is 14 and five and three and two in the UFC. And uh, this is another one, man, that the odds weren't up yet. And I don't think they're up. I don't think they're up now either, man. I'll look real quick, but. Yeah, they're, they're not up yet, man. There's a couple of fights on here that the odds aren't up yet. I mean, I'm interested to see who's going to be a favorite here. Steve Garcia's had two, you know, knockout wins in a row. Um, so a lot of people might be wanting to jump on him there, but you know, Costa's look very good as well. So I'm very curious, um, to see what the line's going to be on that. And I'm very interested in, uh, having a play on this. It's just not available on the book, on the books I use yet, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, so I didn't think much of Steve Garcia earlier on in his career, but he has showed to have some really nasty knockout power. Um, he's fought a lot, man. And, and a lot of high level organizations, you know, Bellator, he went five and two in Bellator. Um, all his wins in the UFC have been by knockout altogether. He has 11 wins by knockout. He's never won a fight by submission. Um, he has a couple inches of height and a height advantage in here, but these guys have basically the, the same reach. So no advantage there. Um, he has nice boxing. His best win was his last fight over, uh, Nurembeke. Uh, it was a, you know, nasty, nasty knockout, man. He came back. He almost got finished in that first round. So, um, his other two wins were not over guys. I think, you know, very highly of it all, you know, Chase Hooper seems to be making a comeback now, but at the time, you know, he was looking pretty bad. Um, Garcia does have a tendency to rush in and brawl, which is how he got, you know, knocked out by Machate, um, you know, in his debut against, um, in his debut against Luis Pena, you know, he got out grappled pretty dominantly. I do think that's one of, one of the weaker parts of his game. Um, but, you know, Luis Pena is a very big guy. So, I mean, I could understand that, uh, that he had a little bit of trouble, you know, staying on his feet with that guy. Um, but yeah, Steve, he's got good cardio, man. And although he won his last fight, he almost got knocked out in the first round, like I said. And and, and uh, it says on the UFC site that he has 94% takedown defense. But uh, we've seen him on his back and, you know, two two of his fights in the UFC and the other fights, nobody was really trying to take him down. So I don't know that I really agree with him having that high of a takedown defense. Uh, sometimes it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but uh, yeah, man, he lands over four point. Uh, he lands 4.85 strikes per minute, has a 44% takedown accuracy, and has very fast, nice kicks, goes to the body a lot. Um, a lot of... He really pushes a tough pace, man. He's always moving forward, you know, which can work for him and against him at the same time if he's against the right guy. Um, he's not a bad fighter at all, man. Very experienced. Um, you know, and aside from Charlie Ontiveros, uh, the Charlie Ontiveros fight, I've never really picked Garcia to win. Uh, but I am really starting to respect him, you know, and I do find I, I do kind of struggle with this pick a little bit. He's taking on Costa. Costa is 27 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. He is 20-6 and six and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. And once again, the odds aren't up yet. Uh, this guy's very experienced, man. He's fought a lot of tough guys outside the UFC. He has a big record for, you know, a young guy. Um, made his debut up a weight class against Tiago Moises. Uh, didn't go his way, but he looked great in his last fight against Austin Lingo. Uh, striking was very clean, very nice. Um, he has seven wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, he's very well-rounded, man. Uh, great striking, good teep kicks, used calf kicks very well in his last fight against Lingo. Uh, was really busting up Lingo's leg bad, man. And um, he really digs his toes into the liver when he throws that, you know, that teep kick to the body. 
uh, uses a jab very well. Uh, I think he's the more technical striker here for sure. You know, very good at very good at going to the body with his kicks a lot to set up his head kicks. Uh, he landed a few of those in his last fight. Uh, nice knees in close. Those very nice combinations. Um, you know, he landed over 50 strikes in the first round alone against Austin Lingo. And uh, he's very accurate with his shots, has very nice footwork, switches stances very well. Um, you know, I think he's the better grappler as well here, man. I wouldn't be shocked if Garcia got a knockout win here, landed a big shot, but I've got to go with Costa, man. I think I think he's going to catch Garcia rushing in with a good shot and, uh, you know, get a finish. Let's just say round two, uh, because Garcia, you know, his two losses in the UFC have been by knockout, so. And uh, Costa does have the cleaner, straighter shots, so I'm going with Costa. Next up, we got Wellington Terman taking on Jared Gooden. And Terman is 27 years old, six foot tall with a 72 inch reach. He is 18 and seven and three and five in the UFC. And he's a minus 193 favorite. Uh, four wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Um, has good submission defense. He's never been submitted. Um, he made the move down to 170 pounds in his last fight. And, you know, it didn't go his way, man. Uh, yeah, you know, I think this guy used to fight at 205 at one point in his career. I'm not totally sure on that. If I, I'm not, I think so though. And uh, you know, he just hasn't been able to find the success he's been looking for um, in any of the weight classes. Um, his wins in the UFC have been over guys who are cut or retired now. Um, I've just never been high on Terman. Um, he's a big guy. He does have good jujitsu. Uh, not the best takedowns. He has 18% takedown accuracy. Um, 45% takedown defense, um, absorbs, he absorbs more strikes per minute than he lands, which isn't good. Um, he was using nice leg kicks in his last fight against, uh, Randy Brown. Um, he's been training with Alex Pereira. I'm sure he's been working real hard, making improvements. Uh, you know, I guess he looked better in his last fight for the most part than he has up until, you know, that, that he had up at 185 really. And I guess he looked decent. He didn't, it wasn't like he got finished by Randy Brown. He had his moments, um, you know, so he looked good aside from losing the decision to Randy Brown there. And uh, he's taking on Jared Gooden. He is 29 years old, six foot tall with a 77 inch reach. He is 22 and nine and one and four in the UFC. And he's a plus 168 underdog. And so, you know, I know being one and four in the UFC, it sounds terrible, but, you know, let, let's look at who he's fought. You know, I mean, um, you know, relatively. Relatively short career in the UFC. This is a second run, but, you know, he fought Randy Brown, Abubakar Namagomedov, Alan Joban, Carlton Harris, you know, who's on a really good run right now. Uh, these are all tough guys, man. And, and you know, I mean, in at least two of these losses, the guy had to hold him down, you know, just to get the win because uh, they couldn't stay with him on the feet. So um, that's the way to beat Jared Gooden. Uh, Terman does have, you know, he does have uh, – he does have decent takedowns, I guess, but I mean, Gooden's really worked hard on his takedown defense. You could see it, you know, you could see he's worked on it. Um, if you watch his fights from when he was out of the UFC, you know, for the brief period that he was, um, he went on to get a few knockouts, you know, I mean, uh, I liked what I've seen out of him. I've always kind of secretly been a fan of his, even though, you know, I mean, even though he's had a, not the best of career in the UFC yet, but, um, he has big power, man. 11 wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Uh, this is his second shot in the UFC, like I said, and and let's look at what he was doing, you know, when he was out of the UFC real quick. Sorry, I'm kind of sick, man. <laughs> A little bit out of it today. Uh, 
So he got cut after the uh, he went to a decision loss with um, with Randy Brown, and then uh, went on and beat um, beat Aaron, uh, Aaron Highbaugh in Icon FC. Curtis Millinder he knocked him out. Um, he lost to Impica Sanganai, which is a former UFC guy as well. Um, he won against Doug Usher, and then he he mar- he knocked out uh, Demarcus Jackson um, in United Fight League. It says with a stomp. I don't know. I, I don't guess I've seen that one. But uh, and then he lost his first fight back against Carlston Harris, and Carlston Harris is very good. Um, so I don't hold that against him. He's got he's a very well rounded guy. So uh, he just had to hold good and down to get that win. And uh, where was I at? Uh, yeah, so Gooden's never been submitted. Uh, the UFC cut him, um, you know, and, and brought him back. I think he's really worked hard on his on his you know takedown defense. He has nice boxing. He's more powerful. Um, all he has to do is is keep it on the feet here, in my opinion, and and he could win. Am I super confident in this pick? Uh, no, I'm not. But uh, I'm going to be taking the dog here in Gooden just because just because I've never been that high on Turman, man, and and he doesn't show to have very 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 good takedown accuracy in the UFC. Um, you know, he is a good grappler. It's just, as far as the takedowns go, getting it to the ground has, has been his problem. So, um, I'll take Gooden to win by using his five inch reach advantage and getting, uh, getting the knockout in round two. Yeah, I've been feeling, feeling sick the last few days, man. But I did tell y'all in my last video that I was going to get back on track this week and, and get the video out on Thursday, at least Thursday. Um, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, so sorry if I do sound a little out of it today. <clears throat> and next up, we got Joe Selecki taking on Drakkar Close. Um, Joe Selecki is 30 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70.5 inch reach. He is 13 and 3 and 5 and 1 in the UFC. And he's a minus 105, slight underdog. Uh, one win by knockout, eight wins by submission. It has a very nice record, but. You know, aside from uh, aside from Jim Miller, all his wins have been over guys who are cut from the UFC now. Um, he has a he has a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he's an amazing grappler, very dangerous ground and pound. Um, ad- averages two point fifty one takedowns per fifteen minutes. Um, only lands two point twenty four strikes per minute on average, and uh, has fifty percent takedown defense and accuracy uh, both. So, I mean. You know, this is going to be his toughest his toughest fight by far that he's had in the UFC. He's going to have to get this fight to the ground to win. Um, you know, Close has never been submitted. Uh, Selecki has very nice trip takedowns, good at controlling guys on the ground. Uh, kind of one-dimensional, though, in his fighting style. You know, that's his, that's his thing, you know. I mean, um, he's a good grappler, and that's all. Yeah, very good, very good grappling, dangerous submissions, man. That, that's how he fights. You know, he's never, haven't really seen too much of him using his stand-up. Um, you know, in the in the UFC, you know, it's been mostly been, um, you know, submission victories or you know, I guess he has gone to a decision a few times, but, you know, he uses grappling, um, you know, to get the wins. Uh, and he's taking on Drakkar Close. He is 35 years old, 5'9", with a 70-inch reach. He is 13-2-1 uh, and 7-2 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 115 slight favorite. Um, has a wrestling background, 69% takedown defense, has five wins by knockout, and he's never won or lost a fight by submission. Um, he's fought the tougher competition out of these two. He fought Benil Darius, um, almost knocked out Benil before getting knocked out himself. Um, it was a crazy fight. Um, he was out for a while after that. I think he had some injuries, and you know he's come back and looked pretty good. Uh, one knockout win and one unanimous decision over um, uh, Rafa Garcia, who's very tough. 
Um, you know, he's the better, more powerful striker in this fight for sure. That's his advantage. Um, he has had trouble in the past with really high level grapplers. Um, but he's never been finished by submission. I mean, it's a tough pick, man. It's very good matchmaking. I could see this fight going either way. Uh, close does fight very well in the clinch. Nice uppercuts in close. Um, yeah, I am going to be taking close here just because I've been more impressed with what I've seen out of him, um, than I have with, with Selecki. Um, you know, I think maybe close will win this fight, this fight on damage with his power, you know, and, and, and whatnot, but it's a close fight, man. Um, you know, Selecki did look very impressive in his last fight, but he was fighting a guy who was making his UFC debut on very short notice. Um, so, you know, I don't know, man, I, I'm going with close. I'll take him to win by, uh, by decision. Next up, we got Clay Guida taking on Joaquin Silva. And Clay Guida is 41 years old. He's almost 42 now. Uh, 5'7 with a 70-inch reach. He is 38 and 23 and 18 and 17 in the UFC. And he's a plus 180 underdog. And I've been a, I'm a big fan of Clay's, man. I've been watching him fight for years and years, man, for a long time. And, you know, although he's getting towards the end of his career, he's never been he hasn't been getting finished here lately very much. Um you know, and where he has had, you know, success late into his career like this, he's had success with his cardio. Um, you know, he's outlasted a couple of guys and, and got a few wins that maybe he shouldn't have, you know. And uh, he does have decent wrestling. Um, he's never been a big power puncher in the UFC. Over 50 fights and only five knockouts, you know, on his on his record. Um, does have 16 wins by submission, uh, but he has also been submitted 11 times. So that's something to think about there. And, you know, he's going to have the cardio advantage here probably. Um and maybe he can maybe he can get the takedowns. You know, he's going to have to if he wants to win this fight. But um, he will have a one-inch reach advantage. You know, he used a lot of movement on the feet, a lot of head movement, never stops moving his head. Um, as much as I would like to see Clay win this fight, I'm not sure he's going to be able to pull it off. Um, and he's taking on Joaquin Silva. He is 34 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 12-4 and four and 5-4 uh, and four in the UFC, and he's a minus 210 favorite. Um you know, Silva's a very tough guy, man. He's had a lot of tough fights in the UFC. You know, most of his losses are to, are to really tough guys. Um, you know, his last fight was against, you know, Sarukian on short notice. And uh, he did land a good shot on Sarukian there in the in the first round. Um, you know, his fight before that, he beat uh, Jesse Ronson. Uh, he fought Ricky Glenn. Uh, you know, Nazarat Haparask. Um, you know, he beat Jerry Gordon, knocked out Jerry Gordon, you know, years ago. Um, this hasn't had a whole lot of super easy fights, man. Um, uh, yeah, he's very powerful and explosive. You know, he's been finished three times in the UFC. Uh, Clay's not really a big finisher though. Um, Silva has seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. And I think he, I think he wins this fight by probably submission. Uh, maybe he hurts Clay and jumps on a choke. I just feel like at this point in Clay's career, man, the younger, more explosive guy is going to prevail here. Um, I'm not saying Silva is, you know, super impressive or anything, but I think this is going to be one of the easier fights he's had in a while. So I, I expect him to come out with the win here, but you never know. But uh, I think the younger guy is going to get the win here. Next up, we got Misha Tate taking on Julia Aliva. And Misha Tate is 37 years old, 5'6", with a 66 and a half inch reach. She is 19 and 9 and 6 and 6 in the UFC. And she's a plus 130 underdog. And uh, she's won one in five in her last six fights. Um, and she's coming off a loss to Lauren Murphy. Um, you know, what What does Misha Tate do well? You know, I want to say 
I want to say not a whole lot, you know, here lately, but we do have to consider that, you know, she hasn't had any easy fights recently. Um, but I do feel like she's getting towards the end of the career, man. And, uh, she's taken on a girl here who hasn't fought in a few years. So maybe, maybe her activity, you know, Misha Tate's activity will help her out in this fight. Um, she's always been known for her grappling. She has four wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, she's been knocked out twice and submitted three times. Uh, doesn't have the best striking. Uh, so if she can't get the takedown, she's usually, uh, usually gets pieced up on the feet. Uh, this fight is going to be at Bantamweight. She's going up a weight class here, but I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, man. You know, usually late into their career, when you see fighters flopping around in weight classes and whatever, it usually isn't going well. Um, her striking is a lot better than it used to be. You could definitely tell she's worked on it. Um, she's taking on Julia Aliva, 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 and uh, she's 35 years old. Uh, five seven with a sixty nine inch reach. He she is nine and two and three and one in the UFC. And she's a minus one seventy favorite. Uh, four knockouts and two submissions on her record. Uh, like I said, hasn't fought in you know about two and a half years. Um, really fast hands, nice striking. Uh, she's definitely gonna have the striking advantage in this fight. She's gonna be more powerful. Um, she's a black belt in jujitsu. She stay she stays in her opponent's face. Man, she does get pretty wild at times. Fights well in the clinch. Nice trip takedowns. Uh, very good at transitioning to the back. Um, you know, she's very good, man. She's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage. Um, she's not afraid to, to get into a brawl, you know, like in the, uh, in the, in the Eubanks fight, you know, she was, she would pop the jab a few times, you know, knock, knock Eubanks back and then stay in the pocket and just throw, you know, flurries of punches. Um, did give up some takedowns in that fight, but, uh, she is dangerous off of her back as well. Uh, nice front kicks up the middle. The only reason I'm not super confident in, uh, picking Julia here is that she's been out for a long time. Uh, but I do think she's going to win this fight, and I'm going to take her to win by decision. Um, but yeah, man, you know she has been out a few years, so be careful. You know, when, anything can happen in these women's fights, man. Next up, we got Jamie Lynn Horth taking on Veronica Hardy, and Horth is 33 years old, five seven with a 67 inch reach. She is six and zero, and one and zero in the UFC, and she's a minus 170 favorite as well. Um, she will have three inches of height and three inches of reach uh, advantage in this fight. And she's got three knockouts and two submissions on her record. Um, hasn't fought a lot of really tough competition. Uh, she does have some wins over uh, Lupita Godinez when they were both amateurs way back in the day. Um, she made her debut up at 135 pounds. She's going back down to 125 here. And uh, she's going to be a pretty big bantamweight, man. Uh, very tall, you know, very strong. Uh, she throws nice combinations, mixes in the kicks very well. Um, she was going to a body to the body a lot in her last fight against Haley Cohen, which I'm not very high on Haley Cohen, so whatever. But um, but yeah, Horth is very strong in the clinch, uses her underhooks very well. Um, nice takedown defense so far. Um, I expect her size advantage to play a big role in this fight. And um, yeah, man, not much more to say as far as. You know, as little as we've seen out of Horth fighting, you know, good competition, um, it's hard for me to say for sure one way or another, you know, that uh, that she's good at some things and good at other things. I mean, they all seem good until they get into the UFC and, and start fighting, you know, tough competition. But uh, I think she might have a lot of advantages in this fight based on what I've seen. And she's taking on Veronica Hardy. She is 28 years old, 5'4", with a 64-inch reach. She is 7-4-1 and one, and 2-4 and four in the UFC. And she's a plus one thirty underdog, and uh, yeah, she lost to a fighter who was one and zero at the time. Um, you know that was a few years ago, and she was out for a while after that, and came back and 
She looked really good against Juliana Miller, but Miller has not looked good at all in the UFC uh, against anybody she's fought. Um, you know, Hardy did dominate that fight everywhere, but you know, Miller just wasn't doing anything right there. And, um, but yeah, Hardy has, has nice boxing. She seemed to have made a lot of improvements in her timeout. Um, her power looked on point Her grappling looked great. Uh, but Horth is a lot better than Miller, man. And is way bigger and stronger. Um, I would rather see Veronica Hardy win this fight, but I'm going to be going with Horth, uh, to win by decision. Um, I just think she's going to be too big and strong for Hardy. Uh, but once again, anything can happen in these women's fights, man. Next up, we got Punalehi Soriano taking on Dustin Stolfitz. And Soriano is 31 years old, 5'11", with a 72.5-inch reach. He is 9-3 and 3-3 and three and three in the UFC. And uh, he's a minus 280 favorite. And you know, Soriano is another guy that, you know, I said I would never pick or, or put money on again. You know, after he um after he gassed out and in, in half a round in his in his last fight. Um but they were putting me in a position here where I may have to pick him. Um he's very powerful. He throws everything into his shots. Um he's gave up some takedowns in the past, man, but he's pretty good at scrambling back to his feet. Um I like Soriano. I think he has tons of potential. Um he just needs to slow down and, and throw some jabs, um, ease into the fight, you know, and make it out of the first round, conserve some energy, you know, and um, he's a good striker, man. You know, the KO, the knockout will come. You know, he doesn't have to chase it, you know, and I'm sure he and his camp both know that. I'm sure that's something they're working on. Um, he's very exciting to watch, but, you know, it won't matter if he if he gasses out in the first round and loses because then we won't see him anymore. You know, um, I'd like to see him stay in the UFC, you know. Um, this is a winnable fight for him for sure. You know, he's the way better striker here, way more powerful. Um, he's got six wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, you know, he should absolutely win this fight, man. I, I hope... I hope they've worked hard on the cardio, man. I'd hate to see him lose um, to Stoltzfus, but uh, yeah, and he's and Dustin Stoltzfus is thirty-two years old, uh, six foot tall with a seventy-five inch reach, fourteen and five, and one and four in the UFC. It's a plus two forty underdog, and yeah, this guy hasn't really looked good at all in the UFC. He had one win over Dwight Grant, and I don't think Dwight Grant's in the UFC anymore. I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, Stoltzfus has been finished three times in the UFC. Um, he's supposedly a great grappler, but we haven't really seen that in the UFC. Um, he's got two wins by knockout, five wins by submission. And uh, he has a height advantage and two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage here as well. But um, he's not going to want to stay on the feet with Soriano for sure. He, I mean, uh, Soriano will definitely um, put this guy away on the feet. And Stolfitz has 35% takedown accuracy, 40, 46% takedown defense, um, lands only 2.96 strikes per minute. Uh, but he absorbs 3.28 strikes per minute, which isn't good. Uh, Soriano has the advantage in the numbers as well. Um, I think Dustin will be able to, I don't think Dustin's going to be able to get him down. I'm definitely taking Soriano to win. Um, in the way that he fights, I'm assuming it's going to be a first round knockout. Next up, we got Sean Brady taking on Kevin Gaslam. Uh, Sean is 31 years old, 5'10", with a 72.5 inch reach. He is 15 and 1 and 5 and 1 in the UFC. He's a minus 125 favorite. And I'm a big fan of Sean's man. He's a very good grappler, dangerous submissions, um, three wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, he's a big guy, man. I've noticed that uh, you know, a lot of his fights, man, in the in the third down, he seems to slow way down. Um, but he has won most of those fights, so it, you know, I can't say too much about it really, but um but uh yeah, man, I think he jumped way up in competition just way too fast. Um, it's a big jump to go from Michael Chiesa to Bilal Muhammad. Um, Bilal had a lot of success just pressuring Brady and keeping him backing up, throwing lots of volume. 
Uh, Sean does like to sit back and counter a lot. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to get the takedowns in this matchup. Uh, Kevin has a you know a wrestling background, very good takedown defense. Um, this fight may end up playing out on the feet, man. And and you know his you know Brady's striking did look pretty good earlier. You know early on in his last fight, um, Brady has fifty percent takedown accuracy, eighty eight percent takedown defense, uh, lands four point seventeen strikes per minute, um, absorbs three point eighty six strikes per minute. Uh, pretty close there. That's probably from the Bilal Muhammad fight, though, mostly. Uh, Brady's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I would like to see Sean Brady win this fight. Um, but I don't know, man. It's hard. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to uh, it's hard to pick against Kevin Gaslam in this fight, man. Uh, Kevin's 32 years old. He is 5'9 with a 71-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 18-and-8. And, um... Sorry, eighteen and eight and twelve and eight in the UFC. He's a plus one hundred three underdog. Um, he's never been knocked out. He has five wins by knockout and five wins by submission. Um, you know, at one point I thought Kevin was going to be done in the UFC, man, but he looked real good in his last fight, man. He spent he spent his whole career fighting guys that are way bigger than him. Um, he's fought a lot of the best guys in the world, so you know, no shame in a lot of those losses. Um, he fought at one seventy back in the day, and he's going back down here. Um, he has great footwork. He throws a lot more kicks than Brady does. Um, has a major speed advantage in this fight for sure. Uh, really nice boxing. Throws nice combinations. Very good at moving in and out of the pocket. Um, he has nice calf kicks. Uh, you know, he looked really great in his last fight, man. And, you know, aside from he did headbutt Chris Curtis in that fight and it dropped Curtis or whatever. But even, you know, aside from that, you know, he was looking really good um, in that fight. And he doesn't get tired, man. In my opinion, he's a lot better on the feet here. Um, he puts out a ton of volume. Has really nice timing. Uh, he looks very light on his feet, man. He has 66, uh, 63% takedown accuracy, or sorry, defense, and he averages one takedown per 15 minutes. Um, you know, it, if if the same if the same Gastelum shows up that fought Chris Curtis, I'm going to say he wins. Um, say he picks up the pace throughout the fight, you know, pressures Sean and really wears on him. Um, I think Sean will probably have some some success early, but um, but Kevin will eventually take over and overwhelm him and that. I want Brady to win more so here. I'm a more of a fan of his, but I'm going to be going with the dog here, and I'm going to take Kevin Gaslam to win by decision. Next up, we got Rob Font taking on Devison Figueredo. Um, Rob is 36 years old, 5'8", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 20-7 and seven and 10-6 and six in the UFC. He's a minus-175 favorite. And uh, Rob's a very good fighter, man, and really nice boxing. I, I don't care if he's 1-3 in his last four, man. He's been fighting all the best guys in the division. Um, he's going to be the way bigger guy here. Um, nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission, three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. Uh, he's a great counter-striker, very technically sound with his hands, uh, keeps those elbows tucked in where they're supposed to be. Uses his jab very well. Uh, knocked out Adrian Yanez, man. And Yanez is a very tough guy. Um, Rob Font's never been knocked out. Only been submitted once. Uh, great uppercuts. You know, you just can't rush in with your chin up in the air against him, man, because he will catch you. He lands 5.71 strikes per minute. Uh, never really goes for takedowns. It's not really the way he fights. I'm pretty sure this fight is going to play out on the feet. And I expect him to put out a lot more volume in this matchup than Figueredo. And uh, there's just a lot of unknowns here with, you know, Figueredo coming up to 135, man. And uh, Figueredo's 35 years old, 5'5", with a 68-inch reach. He is 21-3-1 and 10-3-1 and in the UFC. And he's uh, 
plus 145 underdog. I'm a big fan of both these guys, man. It's crazy that Figueredo has only fought Brandon Moreno for the past three years. That's all the only person he's fought. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he didn't look like himself in his last fight. And I think the weight cut was just getting to be way too much for him. Uh, nine wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Uh, he does everything well, man. He has great power. He's very dangerous, you know, everywhere. Um, but the roles are going to be reversed here, man. You know, he's going to be at a major size disadvantage, man. And he's not used to that. And, um, you know, the, the numbers for both these guys are pretty close, man. Um, you know, pretty close to even. Figueredo has a little bit better takedown defense, um, according to the numbers. I'm excited to see Figueredo up at 135, but I honestly don't see this fight going his way really at all. Um, I could be wrong. You know, I, I think Font has the better striking, and that's where the fight's going to take place. Um, so I'm going to take Font to win this fight by decision. Next up, we got Khalil Roundtree taking on Azamat Murzakhanov. And uh, Roundtree is 33 years old, 6'1", with a 76.5-inch reach. He is 12-5 and 8-5 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-120 underdog. Yeah, Roundtree is on a good run, even though I thought he lost the Dustin Jacoby fight. Um, he's got big power in his hands, nasty elbows and knees. Um, we've seen him take guys out with his kicks, man, with that nasty, like, I'm not sure what to call it. Um, it's it's escaping my mind right now. That kick that he took out Modestus uh, Bukakis with, that front kick to the, uh, I don't know if that's an oblique kick. Maybe that's what that is. You know, right to the knee uh, that that messed up uh, Modestus' leg and took him out of that fight. Um, uh, very good Muay Thai, man. Khalil has really put it together. Uh, you know, lately he used to have fights where he would kind of go out and underperform or not throw enough volume or he would hurt guys and let them off the hook. But uh, in his past four fights, man, he's been locked in. And even though I thought he lost the Jacoby fight, it was a close fight. He did very well. Um, he's a very strong, explosive guy, man. Seems seems like a real nice guy. I listened to the uh, Joe Rogan episode that, that Joe did with him. He's very interesting. Um, you know, we've seen him struggle at times with wrestling, but that's I don't think that's going to be a worry here. Um, he counters very well. Um, he's at his best when he's the one pushing forward, keeping his opponents backing up. Um, he's never really shot a takedown in the UFC. He's got 56% takedown defense. and. I don't think he's going to have to worry about takedowns in this fight. Um, I think he definitely has the cardio advantage, uh, and he also has a five-inch reach advantage. He's taking on Azamat Murzakhanov. He is 34 years old, uh, 5'10", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 13-0 and 3-0 and uh, in the UFC. Yeah, 3-0 and in the UFC, and uh, minus 145 favorite. And yeah, this, is a, this, hard, this guy is kind of hard for me to get behind just because We've seen him go out and have trouble in a few of these fights. You know, like the, the Ninchekwu fight, he was on his way to losing that fight until he landed the knee in the third round. Um, Dustin Jacoby hurt him in the third round and kind of made a made the wrong decision. You know, Dustin let him off the hook. You know, he, Dustin hurt him and then all of a sudden started trying to wrestle rather than making him get back up and, and trying to finish him. Uh, so he kind of got let off the hook there and you know, he, he, he looked gassed out in the third round a few times. Um, he hits very hard, nine knockouts and one submission on his record. Um, he's not a big light heavyweight. He could probably fight at middleweight if he wanted, but uh, you know he finds ways to win. You know he has done that, and you know he has nice in and out footwork, throws sneaky elbows. It's just his power sets him apart from everybody else. Man, he is very powerful. Um, lands four point fifty seven strikes per minute, eighty three percent takedown defense. Um, hasn't fought any really good wrestlers yet. Um, doesn't throw a whole lot of volume, but he does make them count uh, with his power. And I, I don't know if anyone else agrees, but I think Roundtree could win this fight, man. And uh, I think, you know, Roundtree has the power to hurt Ozamot back. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. 
I know he's undefeated. I know Azamat's undefeated and everything, but you know, I've seen him make mistakes in fights, and eventually it's going to catch up with him. You know, um, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Roundtree to win this fight. Um, I think he's going to use the clinch and wear on Azamat, slow him down. Not super confident in this pick. Uh, probably won't put any money on it, but I'm going to take Roundtree to win. Um, taking a win by knockout, round three. Next up, we got Dan Hooker taking on Bobby Green. Uh, Hooker is 33 years old, six foot tall, with a 75 and a half inch reach. He is 23 and 12, and uh, 13 and eight in the UFC. He's a minus 150 favorite. Uh, Dan has 11 wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, I don't understand how this fight isn't just a pick 'em really. Um, I thought that, I think this is a pretty close fight. Um, I thought Dan was you know probably done a while back when he got knocked out a few times in a row, but um, he looked good and tough in, in his last fight, that war with Jalen Turner. Um, you know, the Claudio Puelas fight, you know, we found out that Puelas couldn't strike at all. So it was not really that impressive of a win because, I mean, he just had nothing for Dan Hooker at all. Um, you know, I think, I think Dan is, is better with his kicks in this matchup, but I don't think he has the advantage with the hands. And, uh, he is a great kickboxer, man. I've always enjoyed his fights. Um, he's very good with his knees and elbows, tall and rangy. Um, he's going to have a four and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, uses his length very well, man, and very good at circling away from the big shots. Um, you know, uses uses good uh, uses good teep kicks. Uh, fights well from the outside, just kind of picking at his opponents. Uh, shows eighty one percent takedown defense. Lands just over five strikes per minute. Um, absorbs almost the same amount, uh, and then he has a thirty four percent takedown accuracy. Um, you know, his kicks are some of his best weapons. Those could you know be a big factor in in this fight if he wins it. Um, he has definitely taken a lot of damage in his last six fights or so, so that's one thing that scares me about picking him. Uh, he's taken on Bobby Green. He is 37 years old, 5'10", with a 71-inch reach. He is 31-14-1 and 12-9 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-123 underdog. And I'm a big fan of Green, man. I was super excited when he knocked out Dotson, uh, Dawson in a few seconds in his last fight. Um, he's looked really good, man, and he, and he always has... He's always had some of the best boxing in the sport, man. He's so good at rolling with punches and creating angles and, you know, swinging up from the hips so you can't see where the punches are coming from. Um, you know, and he's, he's, his powers actually looked a lot better than ever, you know, in his last few fights. Um, you know, he, land, he lands a lot of volume, very technical, great head movement and striking defense, uh, really fast hands, uh, lands over six strikes per minute, 74% takedown defense. Um, I can't say enough good things about his boxing and his countering and everything. Um this is a pretty hard fight for me, man. I understand why everybody's going with Hooker, I guess. Um, but I didn't pick Green last time, and he shocked the world. So I'm going to pick him this time, man. I don't care. And uh, I'm going to take Green to win by out-voluming out Hooker. Um, this is a five-round fight. I think that could help Bobby. Um, and maybe maybe he'll get a late finish. Maybe he wins a decision. But, you know, um, I think he could definitely take over in the, the third, fourth, and fifth round here. So I'll take Green. Next up, we got the main event, Benil Dariush taking on Armand Sarukian. Uh, Dariush is 34 years old, 5'10", with a 72-inch reach. He is 22-5-1 and 16-5-1 um, and in the UFC. He's a plus-155 underdog. And uh, so, man, if, if I hadn't seen his last fight, I probably would have picked him here. 
But, uh, you know, he's very well-rounded. He's a very high-level grappler. He hits hard. Uh, five wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Uh, both these guys are very good grapplers and have good takedown defense. I think this fight comes down to who's better on the feet and who's got the better cardio. Um, and, yeah, Armand Sarukian is 27 years old, 5'7", with a 72-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 20-3 and three and 7-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a minus-185 favorite. Uh, eight wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Um, he's never been submitted. Hasn't been knocked out since 2015 at the beginning of his career. And I thought he won the uh, the Gamrot fight. I thought that was a bad decision. Um, he's very he's a very good wrestler. Uh, I think he has those will have the advantages here in the cardio and the striking. He hits very hard. Um, he's younger. He's going to be constantly improving. And I, I definitely going to go with uh, Armand Saruki in here. Uh, I'm going to take him to win. Oh, man. I guess I'll take him to win by a late finish. Um, you know, maybe uh maybe third, fourth round uh knockout. Um I just I don't know if he's gonna be able to get Darius down. Darius has got very good takedown defense, but Darius is coming off a knockout loss. Um Armand hits very hard. I think uh Armand's definitely deserves a shot at, at the title. I think he deserves to fight Makachev, so they already fought once. I think they should fight again. I'd love to see that, but uh, I'm taking Armand Sarukian. And, uh, man, that's it for my picks. I'm sorry, dude. My, my voice has been fighting me this entire video. I keep having to stop and come back and stop and come back. Um, but, yeah, man, as far as my bets go, as far as my bets, I've got a play on Kevin Gaslam at plus 103. That's a half-unit play. Got a one-unit play on Rob Fawn at minus 175. And then I've got an Armand Sarukian and Joaquin Silva uh, two-fight parlay. That's a plus 124. That's a half unit. And uh, as far as parlays go, I've got a four-fight parlay, which is Silva, Soriano, Sarukian, and Font. That's plus, plus 356. And then to that, I added uh, Zach Reese and Kevin Gaslam. That's a plus 1,176. That's a six-fight parlay. Leave them up for just a second in case y'all want to see them. And then to that, I added um, I added Horth and Jared Gooden, and that turns it into a plus 5,450. And then to that, I added... And then to that, I added um, Dracar Close and Bobby Green, and that makes it a plus 23,132. <laughs> yeah, man, that's it for my bets and my picks, guys. I really appreciate all you guys. Thank you for caring what I have to say. Um, please like and subscribe. And, uh, yeah, sorry that I'm uh, – I don't know if I got COVID or what, but I'm sure my voice is probably pretty terrible on this. I tried to take I tried to take out as much of my voice messing up as I could and redo it, but <laughs> – um, but yeah, man, good luck guys. Win some money and, uh, y'all have a good one. I'm out of here, man.